All right, where were we? <laughs> la, la. Yeah, I'll get it. That's okay. Um, the last thing we spoke about was uh, stepping on, on and off the carpet. Yeah. And just how, as a child, how easy that is. And then how it's real. Like I really was in heaven. <laughs> just by desire. Because I already am in heaven. Because I'm already raised and seated in heavenly places. And so are you. You have been, past tense, raised, past tense, and seated, past tense, in heavenly places. He has done it. It wasn't you. It was done for you. <laughs> it's a, just a free gift. You are in heavenly places, raised and seated in heavenly places right now. Okay? And so me stepping on and off the carpet was just, was just me bringing my body and my soul into agreement with what is already true. Because I couldn't just stand here and believe I was in heaven. I just didn't work. So I needed something to teach me. The same way Dumbo, the elephant, needed a feather to believe he could fly, okay, I needed a rug, a pink rug, to believe I was in heaven. Yep, that's just how it was. So <laughs> I had to do that step on and off. And then even in the testimony of it, just telling someone it was happening. This is how much being in the Spirit, which is God, is your natural place. It's so easy. All I was doing was believing what is already true. That's all I was doing. Believing what is already true. It's a gift. So we're going to do that now. We're going to stand up. And what's going to happen is 80 South Africans are about to appear on the plane of heaven. And we'll go pop, 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 pop. Okay? We're just going to stand there. And uh, you see what you see. You honor what you honor. That's okay. We're not doing any protocol. We're not uh, doing a court case. We're not landing a blueprint or a scroll. We're just going home. All right? <laughs> so stepping into heaven is actually you just stepping into your spirit man. Okay? Which you already are in. You're just giving your body and your soul an anchor, a permission to know that you're there. And we're going to step in, and you may not see or feel anything, but just knowing you're there, knowing the invisible word is true, is the highest honor you can give God. Because faith is not by sight, it's by belief, and that really honors God. And seeing comes, or experiencing comes, or feeling comes, or perceiving comes, awesome. That's fantastic. If it doesn't, awesome, because you're in heaven. <laughs> okay? So, before you is a big curtain, <laughs> and it's been torn from top to bottom. And this curtain is the living body of Jesus Christ that was torn for you to give you an access, a way back in. He made your spirit the same frequency, the same fire that is blocking the way, but now you can walk through. And you're going to take your body and your soul, which you love, and together, we're going to step through that curtain together, and even you step forward one centimeter, it's just the act. You step through, and 80 South Africans just appeared in the plan of heaven. And we are there. And the angels have turned to see us. The cloud of witnesses have turned to see us. They're so excited. Welcome home. For some of you, it's the first time. And they're all very excited. We're going to stand here. And what happens now is the father says, Accuser, be silent. And take those filthy rags off them. Everything good, everything evil, it doesn't matter. It just comes off you. A new crown gets put on your head, literally. And the new robes get put on you, literally. And you stand in your new nature, your new name, 
in the new Jerusalem, <laughs> in your fullness of Christ as a king. You stand as a king. You stand as a king. And then you're honored as a king amongst other kings with the righteousness and the holiness and the redemption of Christ in you. We're just going to take in a big breath. This atmosphere, hold it in us. Heaven, we're coming back in about three seconds. We're going to step back through that veil here and release it. Okay. So that really happened. If you believe like a child, it did. Some of you may see and experienced, but it really happened. Okay? Now this time, we're going to go through, we're going to receive something. Someone is going to give you something. Okay? You can ask for Jesus. Okay? Everything is Father filtered. Okay? We're going through the only gate. The only gate we're using is the, is the gate of Jesus Christ. That's the gate we're using to enter the... We're not going to and fro. We're not going to the stars. We're not going to America. We're going to see into our spirit, <laughs> straight through Christ, into God himself. Okay? Where you belong. Okay? Where it's eternal. So, again, before this uh, curtain, which stands between the body and the soul and the spirit realm, our spirit man encapsulates us. We love you, soul. We love you, body. And we're taking the whole lot into heaven. We step forward into God, into our spirit man, into this heavenly tent. And we get, all accusations get silenced. Once again, a new crown, new robe. We're a king. We stand as a king. And a king of some sort is going to come and meet you. It may be someone you know. It may be someone you don't know. It may be Jesus. It may be wisdom. It may be the Father. We're going to wait. And now someone is going to come and greet you as a king. And you just open up to receive. And they're going to give you a free gift. A word. An understanding. You might see an object. It's something. Say thank you. You put it into your being, into your spirit, man, into your stomach if you want to see it that way. Say, thank you, heaven. This is so easy. I belong here. I'm a king here amongst many kings, under the king of kings. I take this royalty and this atmosphere and this favor and it is finished reality. I embrace it in my spirit, man. I step back through. We'll come back later. Step back through. And just release it here. Okay. That changes you. And it changes your atmosphere. And it's so easy. A child can do it. Uh, an adult can do it. A scientist can do it. <laughs> Anyone can do it. An uneducated farmer from the 1200s can do it. The most educated person in the world can do it. If you just believe. It's only by believing, and believing changes you. All right, take a seat. Very good. Thank you, heaven. Heaven was very excited about that. Yeah. Okay, so just engaged. I'll just use the same setup as last time. There's many ways to explain this. 
but we worked really hard to get a language <laughs> last time, but we got one. So I'm going to use the same language and very simply just talk about maybe some practical things and it's just going to be very easy. But gee whiz, did you guys listen well? You really got the concept. People I spoke to afterwards were like, get it, yeah. Long-term pastors, <laughs> new Christians, we all get it. It all belongs here, okay? 30, 60, 100. Everyone gets the same seed, the 100 seed. That's your choice, okay? If you want to stay here with no signs, wonders, and miracles, okay, you really are raising seed in heavenly places. But it's your confession that sets the limit to where you are. How good is God? You can't fake it because you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. It's your confession. That what you believe in your heart, which is your soil. Jesus said that. <laughs> the soil is the heart. Okay? So we've got to go by what he says, not by what we say. You live where you choose. Whatever court you appeal to is the court that rules over you. Okay? Okay, so if you go out today and you buy a new property and it has all these old sheds on it and you burn them down to get rid of them and then you find out that in one of those sheds was a crate and in that crate was 200 ancient Qurans. Someone might take you to court to say you have destroyed some cultural memorabilia or, or something precious or this is a hate crime. You go to the court of South Africa, it's not a crime in South Africa. You appeal to that court, it's not a crime. I may have upset some people, but legally it's not a crime. You're innocent, you can go free. But you think, hang on a minute, what does South Africa know about the Quran? I'm going to Saudi Arabia. Not if you go to Saudi Arabia. You rock up at the airport, say, hi, yeah, I burnt 200 Qurans. Let's go to court. They'll take you to court, and you have committed a crime. A crime punishable probably by death. Hang on. <laughs> I don't want to die. No, no, you chose. You choose the court, okay? You can choose natural court. <laughs> you can choose faith court, spiritual law court. Or you can choose, I'm the manifest son of God court. Everything he is, I am. I'm nothing that he is, I'm nothing that he's not. From here, you're allowed to go down, okay? Everything is an Ishmael for the promise. And the promise is, you are exactly like God on earth. So health is part of the promise. If I learn and learn and learn about natural health, okay, which is good, God invented it. Thirtyfold is good, it's God's idea. I learn about what this oil does and what this organic fruit does and what this other thing does, okay? I'm doing a good thing. But if I source from here, it's of the knowledge of good and evil. Because if I go into India and there's someone sick in front of me, I say, you need cold-pressed virgin rose oil, organic from America. And it costs $80 a bottle. It's the truth, okay? That's good, but it's also not good. Can you see why? Okay, if you source from here, I love oil, I'm going to get there. I'm taking oils from you, I'm going to give them back in just in a minute, okay? So if you sell oils, well done. You're doing a good thing, okay? okay. You know what I'm saying, the essential oils? 
Okay, if I source from here, if I train myself in natural law, if I'm a doctor and I train and train and train myself in natural law, this does this, this medicine does this, this medicine does that, and I want to move to faith, which is a higher level, I have created an Ishmael, which I need to send out of the camp to receive a promise. We understand that because we will believe in praying for healing. Because someone can come up to me and they've got kidney problems. I say, here, if I'm trained in this realm, how much coffee do you drink? Okay? Or, <laughs> okay, I say these things. I'm trained in natural law. But Jesus didn't do that. He just gave away because he's from here. He says, here's the kingdom. Now, goodness, change. Okay? But if I know natural law, I know why this doesn't work. I went to um, several developing nations uh, with a South African group <laughs> who remained nameless. And we went there every time we went. And before, we're going there to pray for healing on the streets. And uh, the white Western experts have come in to teach healing. Shall we put it that way? Yep. And we went to dinner with the locals first. And we all put the little stuff on our hands. The microbes on our hands. Because we don't want to get the microbes to make us sick. So what are we saying? We're saying we're under natural law. And when we go out to heal people, the whole spiritual realm has seen what we believe. They don't have to do anything. And I wouldn't put any on. <laughs> and it really freaked people out. <laughs> but I can't say microbes are over me. I mean, I was, I was like, kick that Ishmael out of the camp. One day I learned that and it was very helpful because I didn't know anything else. So microbes are dangerous, be careful. But now I know a higher law, now I know a better way. So Ishmael must get kicked out of the camp because that is an Ishmael. I birthed something by my own natural strength to achieve the promise. Nat I learned about microbes. Good. But... There's a higher way. And now I learn about faith. Okay? And we talked about yesterday, there's many ways to faith things in, to pray things in, to believe for things. Okay? And they work. And people have ministries about that. And they create atmospheres for healing, uh, cooperate with angels for healing, uh, confess things in, or you get a gift. Okay? And this is the highest of church. But this is an Ishmael for the promise. Which is... You are healing. Okay? You don't need a gift because <laughs> this always freaks people out. <laughs> Gifts are a jacket. <laughs> you need gifts where you're not a son of God. You need a gift we're not pulling from the spirit. You need a gift where you're carnal. Who got the gifts? The Corinthians. The naughty church gets the gifts. They were getting drunk and they were sleeping with each other, including their stepmothers. Paul says, you're doing things not even their heathens do, sleeping with your stepmother. That's unbelievable. But he had no permission to tear them down, only to build them up. He says that. He doesn't want to tear, build them up. He's angry. He says, I want to, God said, I can only build you up. Because God wants them over there. He's not condemning them. But they get the gifts because they're naughty. Okay? We're naughty. We're carnal. Okay? It, it, we're, we've still got, we're still we're learning. Okay? 
We're not glowing white beings on the earth yet, so we, I need gifts. I love the gifts. I love prophecy, okay? You've got a prophetic word? I love it, okay? Miracle signs, wonders, tongues, it's all good. It's from God. It's His idea for the growing church, okay? And we love gifts. We look at the gifts. We actually anchor ourselves here, though, because gifts are training wheels for your bicycle. When you get a bicycle, you put training wheels on, and you go for a ride, and now you can ride a bike, but are you riding a bike? Are you a bike rider? In bicycles, in two wheels? Not really. But you are riding a bike. But are you a bike rider? Yes, but not really. You're getting the feel. This is what it feels like to ride a bike. And the training wheels go off. You go backwards a little bit. And then you go forwards. And you can do amazing things. These are training wheels. I can, the gift of healing, boom, healed, boom, healed. <gasps> this is what it's like to be Jesus. On the earth. This is what it's like to be a fully manifest son of God. It's training wheels. I'm learning. But then, uh, someday, the training wheels have to come off. And you go backwards a little bit. Your prophecy isn't as good. Maybe it goes. Your anointings aren't as good. Perhaps they go. Your healings aren't as good. But you got rid of them to come here. And the way you do that is go to God and you say, I want to do this. And you go, okay, if this is your decision, because you choose 30, 60, 100. Some people love being here because their identity is tied to their ministry, to their effectiveness on earth. Ministry, ministry of itself ties you to the earth. It ties you to the gift realm. It's not a rest. Ministry. If anyone's been in ministry, you know it's not a rest. Being Christ is a rest. Don't be a Christian. It's too hard. Be Christ. It's much better. It's much easier. Because being Christ is a gift. So I must get rid of my gifts. Joseph Sturgeon went to heaven because he was an amazing prophet. He could go, you, da 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 And he'd do 200 people. One after another. They have his gift. Okay? And he went to heaven and said, because he saw this in Scripture, Revelation, and he said, I get rid of my gift, my prophecy gift. I want to be a son, not a carnal person, not living on earth out of heaven's supply. I live in heaven out of heaven's supply. And heaven's supply is to be God himself, of his nature. You become a son of God. Okay? You're the gimel. You're the supply. You're the camel. Okay? You're the answer you're sweating for. <laughs> okay? You can just talk to God. You don't ask him for much because he's already given it to you. Okay, your prayer life's pretty much so. And God said, Okay, and took his prophetic gift from him. And Joseph said, His ability to see in the spirit dropped 60%, and his ability to prophesy disappeared. He thought, <laughs> these are his words, not mine, he was a very mature Christian doing amazing ministry. What he realized was he's just a baby, carnal baby. He saw himself in the spirit as a five year old, I think, maybe seven or five years old wow, I thought I was a mature person. I'm not. And Jesus says, don't worry. If you love, because this is love, hope, faith, love, this is love. If you love someone, which is maturity, remember, lay your life down. Don't judge. I wish I was a curse that you'd be saved. If you love someone, you can prophesy over them. And Joseph's words were, and I couldn't prophesy over anyone just using the gift. But 
on the day you stand before God, however that works, we're not going to that now. <laughs> the gift stays on earth. Let's say I've got this gift, and this gift says, Chris is an amazing apostle, and 10,000 men will follow him, plus their families. <laughs> okay? 10,000 men. <laughs> That's a good one for South Africa. I love that stuff. Um, I build a church and 10,000 people will come because my angels, and this has got all the, all the anointing, all the words written on it, like these words along here, same thing. It's got these words written on it. And then uh, I can build church, it just works, I get the land, I get the money, I start a school, I start a primary school, I start an orphanage, I do all these things, okay? Young marriage, church planning, a worship band that tours the world, okay? I've done really well. I get to heaven, and God goes, ah, my jacket, I'll take that back. Now, Chris, who are you? As Bob Jones says, did you learn to love? Do you look like me? Did you stop for little children? Did you turn the cheek? Did you walk the extra mile? Because if you do these things, you'll be like your Father in heaven who sends rain on the good and the evil. Did you send rain on the good and the evil? Because if you did, you can govern in my kingdom. And if you didn't, you can't. Because you're still carnal. You go by the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You go by judgment, by measurement. <laughs> and look at the large churches, large ministries today, and small ones. Are they sending rain on the good and the evil? We can pick on America because it's easy. Okay? <laughs> they, but did they pray for Obama? Did they lay their lives down for him? <laughs> they can still perform miracles, which means they're here operating under a jacket. It's going to be a bit of a surprise when they get here. Because they didn't lay their life down for their government. Which the Bible says, he appoints. Yeah? Same for you. Will you leave ministry behind? The income it provides, the identity it provides, the whatever's lacking in your sonship it provides. And just come and sit here and know that you are loved. And God may take earthly fruit observable by men away from you for 15 years until you learn that you are perfect and loved right here. When you, very good, yes, that's very good. When your tank is full, you can take glory objects down into here because you won't trade them. If you've got a gift, you can do what you want. You can use it for money. It's just a hammer. If you're a good person, you do good things with a hammer. If you're a bad person, you do bad things with a hammer. If you're selfish, you do selfish. If you're good, whatever. It's just a gift. You express what you are. And you are allowed to use your prophetic gift for money. Allowed to. It's not wrong. Okay? You're allowed to use it however you need. Okay? It's a gift given to you. But glory cannot be exchanged into the earth for you. Because that is trading. The king of Tyre, who is he really? The king of Tyre, iniquity, so core evil was found in him, twistedness, because of his trading. Lucifer saw in heaven God's plan to make 
sons. And he traded it and got a rebellion going. He traded what he saw. If you believe he's a covering cherub or not, it doesn't matter. But let's just say that. He believed what he saw and he traded it. Until you are at rest. <laughs> you don't want to trade glory things in here. Okay? But God wants to give you the very secrets of the kingdom. The kingdom to come. The, the kingdom exists outside time. Secrets. There's a story, but I can't find it. I've been told it several times, but I can't find it anywhere. So this may or may not be true, but the concept's true. That Charles Finney, of his era, had a diary, and when he died, he had to burn it, because it contained secrets that men were not, weren't ready for. Paul saw things too great to express, that he couldn't, trade it into the earth, he couldn't bring it to the earth. The book of Enoch has been hidden, because it was written for the end generation, and it's coming out now. Yep. For people who choose to be here, choose to be sons. And it's your choice. You can choose. If you're here, if you choose to live in a miracleless life with no Holy Spirit, but one day you'll see God in heaven, that's cool. You've accepted salvation. But by your confession, you're saying that seed is this good. Or I can do things that Jesus did, I can have aspects of his ministry. Or I can walk in the fullness of the stature of Christ in my lifetime. By the desire of God as a free gift, could He change my DNA? It's just who I am. It's just a seed, it remains in the ground. Farmer goes to bed, he wakes up, it's grown. How did that happen? If the seed stays in the soil, it must stay in the soil at rest. You go to bed, which is to die, you wake up, rise again, and you're more like God. By resting. This was his idea. He chose you. You didn't choose him. He's the author and finisher of your faith. He causes you to will and act according to his good purpose. He does it. It's a rest. The kingdom is received. No effort. Flesh can inherit the kingdom. Alright? Well done. <laughs> okay. So you get what you say. If God says something, that's his true nature. He can't say things that aren't his nature. He makes a promise that is a God himself. His promise in him is one thing. There's no difference. His words are spirit and they are life. There's one thing. So God said to Israel, you can go and take the promised land. You can cross the Jordan and take out the giants. And giants is bad DNA. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah, you can. And they said, we can't. And God took that personally. And he says, you get what you said. They framed it up. He's this good, but they chose it. I think I've got the actual verse here. Anyway, it's in Exodus. Believe me. Okay? He says, this is what you said. You said, I brought you to the desert to die. Well, then you've framed it up. With the new, in the New Testament, Jesus tells a story, and he's saying, this is what the kingdom is like. So this is what the kingdom is like. Don't think anything else. Someone got one talent, two talents, five talents. One talent person buried in the ground because the Lord Master is a hard taskmaster. He says, be unto you. You framed it up. I'm a hard taskmaster, so be it. He set the limits, okay? Here's some negative examples to get your attention. 
There's also some very good examples. All through Scripture, people agree with the invisible Word of God. They walked on water. They had children after a hundred. In the New Testament, there's the uh, Syrophoenician woman that says, Heal my daughter. And Jesus says, Healing is the uh, children's bread. Jesus says, Even dogs get crumbs from the table. And he says, Such faith I haven't seen. You framed it up. You made a call on my goodness. The gospel wasn't allowed to go to the Gentiles at that stage. God had ordained before the, to- before the world began the time when it begins. And she broke it by calling on his goodness. The centurion did the same thing. He said, don't even come to my house. You can do it from there. Made a call on his goodness. Jesus amazed. You think I'm good. That's who I am. Be it according to your faith. You don't need faith. Jesus always looked for faith. You didn't have faith, he had it for you. Okay? And that's how we operate too. We don't look for faith. If you've got faith, use your faith. If you don't have faith, here's the gift. I do it for you, okay? But Jesus was amazed at their faith. And both those people could had the great, greatest faith in Israel. Both those people. And what was the only common denominator between the Syrophoenician woman and the centurion is they both did not know the law. So they didn't know why God wouldn't do it for them. They didn't know. So they just walked up to God and said, God, will you give this to me? You were good. They had no record. They didn't break any laws. They didn't know the law. They didn't know the, the mitzvah. They didn't know anything. No law, no condemnation. If you're here, Jesus has fulfilled the law. There's no law, no condemnation. You just walk up to God and make a call on His goodness. That is great faith with no reference to your own behavior. If the Jews came to God, they referenced their behavior. Non-Jews went to God, no record of the law, no record of transgression, and just made a call on His character. Great faith. It's making a call on God's character. He is good. (laughs) Very good. This is the Sadducees. No miracles, no angels, no resurrection even. Most of us live here. Look, think of those silly people over there. God doesn't think that way. He loves them. But we think, okay, because we're using the knowledge of good and evil from limited resource. And we're here. This is the Pharisees. Literal tra- literal interpretation of scripture believe in signs believe in wonders believe in miracles believe in dreams believe in angels believe in the resurrection perfect pharisee and our christianity comes from phariseeism because paul was a pharisee and all the people that got saved or the jews the rabbis got saved were pharisees not sadducees okay not not saying what paul did and that's why he raged against it very clearly, okay? <laughs> and this is sonship. I'm going to make it very clear you want to be here. You can choose, okay? I put before you life and death. Choose wisely. He's given you the kingdom. The kingdom can only be received by saying, God, you are good. Okay? 
I'm going to talk about receiving the kingdom. When Paul says in Ephesians 2, 3 to 4, he's talking about you are raised and seated in heavenly places. There's only one God, one Lord, one baptism, one Father of all. There's only one church. This is the church. Unless you're doing what this church is doing, you're not doing what the church is doing. You're doing what the Pharisees and the Sadducees are doing. <laughs> and lots of it will stay on earth, unless it's from love. So you may start an orphanage, but it's to be good. You get to heaven, it's to please God, it stayed on earth, you've got reward on earth. But if you start an orphanage out of here, from love, it lasts forever. This is hay, this is stubble, this is gold, this is the fire. Only what came from heaven goes back to heaven. Only the gold that came from heaven goes back through the fire. None of this stuff does. Because it comes from the knowledge of good and evil. I know the right thing to do. But if you use it, you will judge other people. Because if it works, you go into pride. If it doesn't work, you go into condemnation. It's the lose-lose truth. Humility is agreeing with God. If God says you're awesome, you say, I'm not awesome. That's pride. Humility is agreeing with God. I have given you my immortal DNA that makes you exactly like me. Okay? Humility is just to believe Him. I get rid of my judgment. Because my life right now, I'll tell you, me standing here, my life does not look like a fully manifest Son of God on earth. And by my measurement, by my body and my soul is telling me, Chris, you are not a fully manifest Son of God on earth. But I don't go by the carnal. I don't go by the senses. I go by the invisible word of what He says. Yeah, I believe this. And as uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego says, <laughs> this is going to demonstrate. Even if it doesn't, it's still true. Amen. Yeah? And they call on his character, not their ability to put it here. I had a massive healing experience once. Like, like the stories you hear, okay? I was very sick, very, very sick, and I got up and started running, Okay? And the weekend before, I was at a house of this church, the biggest one of these churches in probably Australia, and talking to the pastor, and he's saying, what is God teaching you through sickness? And I'd be arguing with him, and I look sick. I smelt bad. <laughs> I weighed about 15 kilos less than what I weigh. Oh, we're about 20 kilos less than what I weigh now. This is all South Africa. This is all built on. <laughs> They said, go on a banting diet. I thought they said biltong diet. And, and it's, it's, uh, I weighed 20 kilos less than this. I looked bad. I smelt bad. I had no job, no ministry. I've been serving God my whole life. I'm at my sister's house. I'm talking to this pastor. And I said, I just said, I, I couldn't. I had to say that was true. The invisible word is true. Yeah. And we went through things and things. And it actually got a little bit heated. And there's a sick person who smelt, I had my head shaved. <laughs> I look pretty bad. And I'm telling him, I am healed. And if I die, I die confessing that I am healed. And a week later, poof, that thing left me that was killing me. The doctor said, you're going to die. There's no way out. And I got up and started running like Forrest Gump. Okay? I didn't feel it. And I promised you, I wasn't faithing it in. By his stripes I'm healed, by his stripes I'm healed, by his stripes I'm healed. 
I used to lay in my bed like this. <laughs> and I used to say, the same weight that I'm on my bed and I can't get up, the same weight is the weight I put into the fact that I am healed by Jesus. It's a rest. And then the sea goes in, it's going to come out. A sea will go through concrete. It's going to come out at some stage. I sit there and let God save me. Because he has saved me. And I didn't know what's going to happen. It did happen, so it's a happy story. But if it didn't, it's still the truth. I'll die believing. Yep. Okay. So DNA. Because I'm going to use, there's many ways to describe this. We'll use DNA because that's the language of this conference. It's coming through over and over again. So your DNA is a record of all your experiences back to Adam. <laughs> okay? And you've done some naughty things. Naughty, naughty things. If you're white, you've done some very naughty things with Zeus and with Thor and with Persephone. Okay? You think, I haven't done anything naughty. Your genetics have done naughty stuff. Naughty, naughty stuff, okay? And then you've got records of all sorts of things in here. And that's your sound and your frequency. It puts out, wah, okay? It's a mixture, okay? If you're white, guaranteed, someone in your family line was told, you can't see angels, we all come under a church system, and, you, and your person went, oh, okay, clink, 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 shut down. Now you can't see angels, because seeing angels is of the devil. In fact, the church said the only angel you can see is Lucifer. And we came under that, okay? But if you're Celtic, you went under that church system, you're a little hidden away. Yep. And you didn't come under that. And you could be a series of atheists for 300 years, you get received by Christ and you can see angels. Because in your DNA, no one said that didn't happen. This is your land. That's bad DNA. That's the giants. You can go get that. You can. They know you're coming. They're scared. The land has been given to you. It's a rest. It's a rest, okay, has been given to you. So let's say um, in your, you've been, in your DNA, there's like poverty for some reason. Someone made an agreement with poverty. That God, it sounds like this, blah, blah, blah. Poverty demon comes along, blah, 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 okay. You're in an agreement, blah, blah. You're in agreement. You didn't say anything. You already agreed, blah, blah, blah. Change the DNA, no agreement. Jesus said, I have nothing in common with them. Okay, they have no hole in me, nothing in common. You're just changing your DNA. Now, God had done it like this, boom, when you got saved. But he wants you to go take the land. He wants you to restore your DNA, to remove the works of the devil. This is your land. He wants you to go take it, because that's what his son would do. Walk around, destroying, doing good, destroying the works of the enemy. Remove it in you, you can give it away. This is your, that's how DNA works. It is the, your heart, your soul your heart is basically the collection of your cellular memories going back. It's the vibration in your waters, in your electromagnetic set, whatever you say. It's that. And you change it by changing your mind. This is your mind. Repenting. I change. You hear God's goodness, you say that is true. Now, you have no generational curses because you're born of God and he wasn't a Freemason. Okay? God wasn't a Freemason. That's your true identity. God did not dishonor his parents. Okay? So he's not under that curse. That's your true self. You want to bring that true self into here. Some people get saved and bang, alcoholism leaves them and they never do it again. Some people get to take that land. 
for their eternal reward in heaven. How? By agreeing, I'm here at rest. This needs to preach to you louder than this preaches to you. Because everything preaches to you. No money in your bank account preaches to you. It's a frequency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A sore knee, liver problems, speaking to you. Wah, wah, wah. Looking for agreement. And you get to choose who you agree with this day. Agree here. And you can use natural law. Agree here. You can use these invisible rules, faith realm laws, jackets. Or agree with here. It's not me. It just isn't. And you can still feel the pain. That's outside in. That's the carnal speaking. But my spirit says, that's not me. So you have no generational curses, but boy, do they show up. But it's not you. They're saying, choose me. <laughs> Please choose me. Keep that sound. And when you remove that sound from you, you remove it from your DNA forever, and then your generation will never have it. You're the great-grandfather or grandmother you wish you had. They're going to look back and say, great-grandmother so-and-so, who's still alive now, this lady over here, okay, who's doing acrobatics for her 120th birthday, took out unbelief. Took out sickness. That CRISPR thing is a human technology of what changing your confession does. You believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. Sozo. Healed, saved, Healed, delivered, saved. Yep. So, so, the effects of sin and death removed from you completely, including death, removed from you. And so faith comes by hearing. So as you hear this, it's happening to you right now. If you apply faith to it, the Hebrews' problems, they didn't apply faith to what they heard. But you are. Faith comes by hearing. This is just see, this is word, this is frequency going out. You let it go into your soil and say, well, that's true. And when you get out, trouble comes because of the seed, says Mark. And that's your opportunity. <laughs> I've got no money. Yes, you do. You walk out, you've got no money. A situation will rise up, I promise you, so you can make a choice. You go, ah, it didn't work. That's all he wants you to say. It didn't work. What do you believe? What do you believe happens as soon as after you pray and you don't perceive success, what you say next is what you actually believe. Okay? It doesn't have to be right or wrong, it's just what you believe. There's good stuff, Christian stuff to believe here, 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 okay? So I pray for this guy. Okay, okay. If I'm down here, that means God's up there. Okay. Oh, Father, if it be your will, Jesus, Father, come, please, Lord, Jesus, come, this be your will, I ask that you would just be so kind and come down and forgive this guy and, heal, and just heal his shoulder. Ask Jesus, you come down and touch his shoulder. Okay, how's your shoulder? Still hurts. Ah, well, maybe it's a timing issue. Okay, first hit you get, boop. What comes out of your mouth next is what you believe. It doesn't matter what's written on the toothpaste tube. When you squeeze it, what comes out is what the tube is. You might say toothpaste, but if it's deep heat, don't clean your teeth. Okay, it doesn't matter what's on the outside. Your first hit is what you believe, okay? You pray for something and it doesn't show up. Your joy is to stand because it wants agreement because it's in your DNA already because if it wasn't in your DNA, you wouldn't have to pray for it, it would just be manifested. So you're taking land. The lack in your area is a great example of the land you can take and you can take it. 
To say, I cannot take it, is to say, I'm not going across the Jordan, the giants are too big. And God says, you're not talking about giants, you're talking about me, because I said you could. You can. Justin is living in a space that I have no record of. But I can. And I'll go through my door, my gate, my way, as God fathers this child the way he should go. But he said I could. He wants to give me the whole kingdom. He wants to make me exactly like him. I used to try to be Ian Clayton. That person did, she laughed. Who else laughed? We've all tried to be Ian Clayton. We have. True, yeah? If you've heard Ian before. He lays out his experiences. He's not prescriptive, he's just describing. People say, how did you do this? He says, this is how I did it. Then he says, get your own stuff. Okay? He doesn't want you to go through his door. But what do we do? Go through his door. Okay? I did it for years, two years. They had a dream. And the dream was, this is the short version, the long version is just too embarrassing. I was in a white room, and this white room was my apartment, given to me. And it was all white, because I just stripped it all down. It was all just down to the back, to the, to the walls and everything like that, just all white. And I thought, time to do my mystic exercises. So I got the ladder out, the step ladder. I climbed up the ladder. I turned the lights off. I climbed up the ladder in the dark, and I knew there was a manhole in the roof. You know, that's next realm, whatever, spiritual language. And I got a crowbar. I tried to reach out. This is me doing my spiritual exercises. I couldn't find it. I got back down the ladder. I turned the lights. And I had destroyed my room. And God said to me, but you trying to be someone else, you've damaged your soul. And now you have to wait. And I was very angry at that. Angry. I couldn't believe it. I was so angry. You know, tell me two years ago. Tell me something else. I just couldn't get my head around it. I was devastated. And then I had to wait. And, I had, and then out the window, I'm going to tell you more of the dream, I saw all these big blue cars take off. That's all my friends' spiritual ministries taking off. So I was damaged. I had to wait for the repairman to come. I just had to sit there. That was my dream in 2015. <laughs> I've just started preaching again now. I preached once since 2015. That was the Kirby's. <laughs> I did that to me by trying to use someone else's. Okay, and my problem, not your problem, my problem with using someone else's thing is I didn't believe God was that good to me. If you know God's good to you, do it. Okay? But I had a problem, an orphan problem. So I tried to use, God likes Ian, <laughs> I'm going to use his same footsteps to go through. Okay? <laughs> I didn't believe God was good to me. I had to stop. It's taken over three years now. And it's just, I've just been spinning wheels for three years and it's just getting traction again. But I had to just sit here and believe God was good to me with no fruit. <laughs> no fruit. No fruit. No fruit. I had to turn my Facebook off. I had to do everything. And then, because the need here, there's a big call. Come into ministry. Come into ministry. I had to say, no, I'm sitting here doing nothing. And it wasn't very well received, that information. Because if you're from here, you need it. And I could have come here and got some identity and some fruit and some cash. <laughs> for to sit here and let God pay for everything. 
And when you say, let God pay for everything, you can't choose how that money comes. <laughs> and that's humbling. Okay? So I'm in my 40 with nothing, doing nothing, and having to find out that God loves me here in nothing. And this lasts until I'm 80, like Moses in the desert. <laughs> so be it, the wisdom of God. Because in one day, God can do 80 years worth of gear. Okay? I just had to wait here to find that rest. Because everything reproduces after its own kind. If I've got measles, and I, I, I say, I want to give you mumps now. He doesn't get mumps, he gets measles. Because what I am, I give away. Everything reproduces after its own kind. So I could have gone back to ministry and said, God loves you just as you are. God loves you just as you are. <laughs> but my frequency is, oh, I need to do something to feel good about myself. So God needs love. <laughs> well, he gave me a choice. And I chose to give the way and just sit here. <laughs> okay? You get the concept? Okay. Yeah, good. Good. <laughs> God had to remove that record from my DNA. Had to remove it from my DNA. And he used time and experience. It can happen many ways. Some people get it at salvation. Boom. God's my father. I'm loved forever. Some people didn't. Each child goes the way they should go. Jesus restores Peter. Peter, do you love me? Yes, feed my sheep. Do you love me? Yes, feed my sheep. Love me, we feed my sheep. Yes, yes, Lord, I'll do anything. That's his agreement. I'll do anything. Great. Peter, you're going to die. Didn't tell him that before he agreed. That's the agreement. I'll do anything for you. Okay, you can feed my sheep and you're going to get uh, martyred. So Peter, as always... Speaks out of his mouth, how the heart mouth speaks. He says, what about John? <laughs> and Jesus says, what's that to you? What's that to you if he lives forever? Just go the way. If you say, I'm going to sit here, then Father will father you into the scroll that you agreed to do before the foundation of the world. He will do it. And it's frustrating because you want to reach out with your hand and do something. All sin is you reaching with your hand to take something that the Father wants to give you freely. What was the original sin? God's holding out on me, so he's not good. That's, the, that's their confession. And they reached out with their own hand to take something, to be like God. The very thing that God wants to give them freely. Robbing a bank, ministering to the poor. If it's for something to reach with your own hand, to get the approval of men or the supply of the earth, you're reaching with your own hand to take what God wants to give you freely through fathering. And if you live here, it works by His nature his decision, and His invisible Word. And you, in your DNA, have no record of that. None. Because you've never been the fully manifest Son of God on earth before. So you're going to come up against a record that says, I will die. All fear is fear of death. Emotional death, relational death, opportunity death, financial death, productivity death. It's a fear of death. Fear of disappointment, that's mine. I fear disappointment. I feel like, what if I do this and it doesn't work? Then I'm 
and then, I'm, then God doesn't love me. I'm, I'm orphan. I'm by myself. This doesn't work. And that reality comes to me because in my DNA, my poor ancestors, that's a tough thing t- to hold. But I can take that land. That giant has been given to me. That DNA. That promised land. This is my promised land. I'm going to lead being Adam to the Jordan. The Jordan backs up to a town called Adam. And I step in a new creation. I'm going to take this land. And I'm going to fight for it so that my uh, descendants can have walled cities and write poetry and dance. But I'm going to take it. That is why I came to earth at this time. I will take that DNA, Father, and the spirit man, wherever he was in heaven, into this DNA, forgot who he was, and in choosing to remember it, destroys generations of damage by single choices. God said that, it's good. It's happening to you now. It's happening to you now. If you just receive it, just receive this is true. How good is God? It will happen one day. I get aspects of it now. It's all given to me. Not you, not yet. You now. In Christ, I'm Christ. It's no longer you live, it's Christ that lives in you. Or Jesus is walking around borrowing my body. <laughs> As it says in the, one of the translations, the distilled translation, I think. There's many ways to fix up your DNA. Many, many ways. Ian Clayton walked through every day of his life. <laughs> That's a way of doing it. All you're doing is applying the blood by faith. Just believing is one way, and other ways to apply. Salvation does it. <laughs> That's a big one. Receiving Christ. Communion does it. Because you're taking in DNA. The body and the blood of Christ. You take communion from here. <laughs> it's uh, grape and juice and that. And you're, you're remembering this amazing thing. But nothing happens. Here, you're applying by faith an aspect of God's thing. You're applying it. You know, I'm taking communion. And if you apply it, it's going to heal this or forgive this or something you're applying it here you're taking in the word everything's made out of the word everything missing your body soul and spirit is made of word here you might want some um uh zinc and some iron you're missing you're missing something jesus made everything everything missing you comes from him this is vitamin j he has everything you need. <laughs> Particle form, collapsed, limited. Uh, wave form, much better. Word form. The whole of creation. You're taking in resurrection and life himself. His blood, life's in the blood. You're taking the blood of life himself. You're taking in the very substance of the creation of all things for your body for your soul and your body because you're bringing salvation to earth heaven's coming to earth you're healing the land and in the same salvation you have you can give away you can do everything the church is currently asking god to do for them i promise that you guys have lots of disappointment 
in delayed prayer, no answers, and every way that came through, because you love God, I promise you, you love God if you're here. And, and then this move had come through, he went to the grace movement, and it was amazing, but it didn't heal the, the core hurt. And then the glory came, and diamonds came, and jewels came, and, and gold dust came, but it didn't heal the core hurt. That is a mercy, because now you're here. Because the grace movement worked for you, that's where you would be. You'd make camp outside. Grace movement, not grace the person. If you're a fully manifest son of God, you're not taken by every wind of doctrine. What do you think? Oh, every wind of satanic doctrine. No, no, doctrine. Good stuff. <laughs> you want to be here. We have everything has been given you for life and godliness. Life, God's life, godliness, being like God. It has been given to you. And how do you access it? By the good and precious promises. Because God said. That's it. Because He said. Salvation, communion, believing the Bible. Do you know the word from God? Believe a scripture. Boom, ream a word. Better than the greatest prophet. And the great prophet came and said, Joe, he said, you've got healing hands. I see it. If you lay the hands on the sick, they're going to recover. You believe that? Tangible man of God came in, touched his hands, prophesied from everyone. Or he could believe the scripture. They said that already. We need someone to come and do something because babies do. Yeah, because we're carnal. I need it. There's lots of areas. Some people give me a prophetic word and I'm like, oh, that is true. There's a scripture. Because <laughs> it doesn't line up with scripture, it's not a prophetic word. <laughs> yeah? So every prophetic word lines up with scripture, so, so it's already in the scriptures. Mystics. The Logos is mystical. <laughs> Believe the word, it won't pass away. When you go into heaven for your experiences, you'll be very shocked to find the Logos is there waiting for you <laughs> to help you, loves you. It's a gift. It's a love letter. Obeying the Spirit mortifies the flesh. Being led by the Spirit. The Spirit says to do something, do it. Also, if you obey Scripture, you're obeying the, the Spirit. If you feel the Spirit's telling you to do something, Scripture, you know it's right. So the Scripture is already right. <laughs> obeying Scripture from love, from rest, because it's your true nature. The similar amount is my true nature. I turn the cheek because it's my true nature. Or I make a stand because it's my true nature. You make choices. Is living in the Spirit. Because the similar amount describes me. Here, the similar amount is what I have to attain to do to please God. Here, it's my true nature. It's given to me as a gift. It's less because for everyone. And that's why the gospel was so offensive. Because <laughs> you're good in your flesh at something, and someone gets it for free, and you worked hard for it, that's annoying. <laughs> it makes you angry. How angry? Murderously angry. Spies murdering you because jealousy is murder. The older son always tries to murder the younger son. The flesh wants to murder the promise. You get to choose. It's your choice. How good is God? Dr. Rose says everything that happens to you in life is your chance to govern. 
And the smaller it is, the bigger the effect. Being overchanged by five cents, and you know it, you go outside, going back, giving the five cents back, qualifies you to live in heaven. The smaller, the bigger. That changes your DNA. You have no lack. That's why Jesus says, give your coat away. Your coat doesn't keep you warm. The kingdom's going to look after you. Don't go by natural things. Technology also. God gave you things here and things here, okay? And they're fine. If you've got cancer and you choose to, to go through chemotherapy, you're loved. Fantastic. Praise God for the technology. Medicine probably kept me alive until I worked out God liked me. Praise God for medicine, okay? I'm not against it. But you want to move this way in your DNA. And the Holy Spirit will lead you the way you should go. Okay? Be free. You're loved. <laughs> You're loved, very much loved. So not all of you will die, but some of you will be changed. Okay? Okay. Forgiveness. Loving your enemies. Giving to the poor. Not worrying if you're going to be looked after. Not worrying. Giving in secret. All kills the flesh. Giving in secret kills the flesh. Because you don't give in secret, it's because you need man to say, well done. That's what the Bible says, give in secret and your Father in heaven will reward you. As long as it's a secret, it becomes your little thing. Yeah. If you keep that secret, you can keep big secrets. Because small things make big things. Yeah. Give in, all the words Jesus said. I don't, I'm not hammering the grace movement. Okay? The grace movement is amazing. But it's a movement. If you stay in it, there's trouble. And they wanted to bring a truth to earth. And they said that Jesus was under the old covenant and preached under the old covenant, law to the Jews. And then Holy Spirit came and asked, new covenant starts, and Paul teaches the new covenant. And their script, their whole theology comes from Paul. Not from John. Not from James. James, how's that work? John, how's that work? Comes from Paul. Okay? And they teach the new covenant, which is great. But Jesus taught the kingdom. And the kingdom existed before the earth, after the earth. That's what you're going into. You're not going into the new covenant. The new covenant is just another covenant. Adamic covenant, Noah covenant, Abrahamic covenant, Mosaic covenant, Davidic covenant, new covenant. What will become, we do not know. Next, next is what Jesus is teaching you about. The words of Jesus. The seven the mount, these things describe you. Truly, truly, the kingdom is like this. Small things farmers can understand. Stopping for little children, this is what the kingdom's like. The words of Jesus, he's unlocking the secrets to governing creation. He's saying, this is what the Father is like. The kingdom looks like the Father. He wants you to look like the Father. That's why he says, become like God. Be perfect as he is perfect. If you do these things, you'll be like your Father. That's what he wants, to grow up, become your Father. Simple things. Even a choice of will. As long as you know you're here at rest, you can choose by will. I'm not going to do that. That's love. Because if you've got kids, you make some willful choices, and that's love, because they're still alive. <laughs> I'm sure sometime there's some choices you'd like to make, but by pure will, you chose that your child will live another day. Yeah? That's love. You made a choice. You made a choice against your DNA. It overwrote it. If you think, I did that, now God's going to be impressed with me. It's law, stays on earth, it brings death. If you think, I just expressed my true nature from rest, given to me. 
it humbles you and you have more. Okay? One more thing about this DNA. Another way that God gets you to deal with this DNA is that if you have an issue, let's say it's abandonment. Because abandonment is common to man because that's what Adam felt when he left the garden. He felt abandoned by God and he turned on God and said it was you. That's in us. You're going to become a son of God. Your DNA must be removed all the way back to Adam. So he's going to go after that abandonment. So one thing he does, not always, this is just something so you know, he recreates the same circumstance to give the appearance of that crime. And in that moment, you get a choice. Because everything is in wave form. You get to choose what it collapses into. Because if you cut yourself a deep cut, it doesn't heal properly, and it's full of infection, they have to make the exact same cut again. And it is a cut. If you break your arm and it doesn't set properly, they have to make the exact same break. If you think God's abandoned you, God has to recreate the exact same circumstance. And it appears like you're abandoned. And with it, when it's open, okay, it's already, you make the choice. Because the pain's really happened. Ow! <laughs> I'm resetting my broken arm. I, abandonment is something I always felt from God. I felt like he kept abandoning me when I needed him most. I was sick as a child and, and that creates an idea in your head that God is just not interested in you if you have a, a sickly childhood because the world goes on and, you stick, and you're at home, okay? And at 30 years old, I was in Beijing because the doctor said you're going to die. I thought, well, I might as well travel and die somewhere else, not at home. It wasn't a step of faith. It was a step of nihilism, absolute nihilism. I'll die, I'll get to heaven, well, I'm here now. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought the Bible's true, God's true, something wrong with me. God hasn't told me, so I'll just go die. And if I travel, I'll die faster than if I stay in the hospital, if I go to the hospital. I went travelling. Okay, not, not a walk of faith. Okay, I just expected God had brought me to the desert to die, pretty much that. And then I was in Beijing, and I was in Mongolia, funnily enough, and in Mongolia, I learned that God would speak to me. To me. Because I come from a place that only the prophets hear from God. Yep. So God would speak to me. I could hear God's voice. And God would speak to me in a way that I understood. The way I understood. My own language. Yep. Henry Blackaby experiencing God. Their relation taught me this. And in Mongolia, I waited for a circumstance to confirm the word and then act on it. And it happened over and over again. Okay? And God would reveal things to me. And I just followed it up. And it would produce the fruit. I was in Beijing. It's minus 18. There's a church in Beijing, which is a Western church, which is government sanctioned, but only Westerners can go. Or only foreigners can go. They preach in English the gospel, but no Chinese can go. I was the other side of town. It's two and a half hours across there. I'm still sick. I'm very cold. <laughs> I have no body mass. I feel terrible. And I get up and say, God of the universe, this is how I worked it out. I'm not, I wasn't father at this time. God of the universe speaks to me. I'm going to do peace, no peace. This is my methodology. Like, shall I go there? Mm, doesn't feel peaceful. Shall I go there? Whatever. So I go to the church across the other side of town. 
go to the church, I imagine myself there, felt peaceful, like a little bit of a rise or expansion, stay here, felt a little bit of a, a, a contraction. I'm believing that God of the universe wants me to go across Beijing to that church. All right. I get dressed with my layers. I was like, like a starfish. I had so many layers on. And then I had to catch a, a taxi, the subway, into Beijing Central, change the trains and catch it out the other side of Beijing. You know how big Beijing is. There's more people in Beijing than Australia. It's big. Okay? And in there, I'm listening to Bill Johnson, the theme, and Bill Johnson says... Uh, offense reveals the heart. I go, wow, God, reveal my heart. Okay, <laughs> good prayer. Oh, and before I left on this trip, though, I go to the door. I'm standing at the door before I get on this two, hour, two, and, a half, two and a half hour journey because I should be in bed. I should be in hospital. I'm about to do a two and a half hour journey across Beijing. I say, God, the universe, do you want me to go? Is there anything you want to tell me? Yahweh, is there anything you want to tell me? Okay, I don't feel anything, so I'm saying God of the universe wants me to go to church. All right, I'm going to church. I start the process. I get to the church, two and a half hours, it's minus 18 and blowing a gale. I'm outside. I ring my friend on the inside and say, I'm here, where are you? I'm going to come in. He says, yep, just show your passport at the door. Show your passport. I didn't bring my passport. Now, this whole thing that God speaks to me was very new. Very tender, because I felt absolutely rejected by God. I just felt stupid before Him. I go to church, I feel stupid. People love worship. I didn't mean anything to me. I just feel stupid at church. I just feel stupid being sick. I just felt rejected. So this whole thing that God maybe sees me and talks to me is very new. And I stood at the door and said, Father, God, is there anything you want to tell me? I get to the church. I can't come in. Okay, and I'm in pain. I'm actually in physical pain just being alive. Just this nondescript pain. I'm a little bit yellow. I smell like death. I sweat all the time. Even being out of public's hard. I've got there. And I don't have my passport. And you know, at the um, when you go to a at the shops and it's busy, and someone's got their kid, and they just reach for something, and the kid turns this way, and can't see their parent. And they're alone in the world. Parents are there. And they just crumble. Like that. They crumble. I'm 30 years old. And I just crumbled. Just down I went. I'm alone. I'm absolutely alone in the world. I can't hear God. I'm sick. I'm dying. Let's just get it over with. Get to heaven. And find out what I did wrong. To my understanding. I'm just crumbling. And I bring my friend. I bring my friend and say, Hi, I didn't bring my passport. I can't come in. And he says, just use your driver's license. Now, I've been traveling for nine months, and I just happen to have my driver's license on me, my Australian driver's license. <laughs> God was always good to me. That was always there. He was right there. He re-broke my arm. It's painful, but he recreated the same circumstance. I made a choice there. God never abandons me. A theophany is a theology. He's always the same. If he appears, that's who he is. All greater than that understanding. And I chose. I'm never alone. And then, how do you know you own something? Yeah, the same situation happens again. 
and God created a few more circumstances, I got to choose. I remove that record, that crushing record from my DNA. It's gone now because my belief changed, my heart changed, my soil changed. And now my children won't have that. They won't have it. They'll have to choose it again to recreate it. If you're older and you have children, you make this choice, that electromagnetic set of your governance leaves and they just have to leave their behaviour patterns. They're not locked in. They can walk out. They can choose to step out. So this is how God changes DNA, changes your record. And that is what um, <laughs> Justin is talking about. Changing your DNA. I'm just trying to put some language and some application to it. Sometimes God just rocks up and does this, and does it. Fantastic. Sometimes he lets you take the land. Rafa means healing. I am the Lord, your healer, is I am Jehovah Rafa. Rafa. Okay? The giants are called Raphaim. The giants that they are too scared to take. Giants, for us, are a bad record of DNA. All the difference between you and the manifest Christ is just bad DNA, which is just bad believing. It's just wrong believing. That's all it is. And letting the new word come and grow itself at rest by believing, by believing the invisible word. God is true. External resources, memory, soul, information, preaching. God's true. Not this word, that word, a better word. Raphaim, okay. Raphaim means healing. Uh, Raphaim are the giants. Jesus said, the healing is the children's bread. Joshua said, we can take those giants, they are our bread. You can ask God to heal you, and that's great, He will, but once you mature, once you heal other people. If you get wait for heaven, you've got nothing to tell other people but wait for heaven. If you get healed through seeing the great speaker come through with his anointing, someone comes to you with a sore elbow, wait for the great speaker. But if you become Christ himself, you've got everything. You can give away what you have. Here, healing is a meal. It's a donut. I've got a sore elbow. Nom, nom, nom. I'm healed. Donut gone. Here, you get the recipe for donuts. I learned how to heal. But not money, and not marriage, and not anointing, and not all the other things of the kingdom. I've got one recipe. Healing. Here, it's the bakery. It's everything. And the, the recipes are in you. It's your nature. It's your nature. All right. So we're going to step in and out one more time. Yep. Okay. And we're going to go in and we're going to tell God that you are good. Your word is true and your mercy endures forever. And you just do it in your own way. You don't have to speak it out. You're just changing your record. And you're saying, God, I trust you to father me into the fullness of the stature of Christ. And if tomorrow you get fired, <laughs> wound, make a confession, take communion, obey the Spirit, whatever you're going to do, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just trust that God's going to do it. He's going to teach you the way you should go. The way you should go, 
the way you should go. No one else. It's all going to be different. Otherwise, you will try and be in, and that's a mistake. <laughs> Trust me. So before you, like children, there's a veil. You're already there. We're just giving our body and our soul permission to do it. Okay? So the veil is the, the torn veil between the Holy of Holies and the outer and inner court, the body and soul. And in our spirit, man, we're taking our soul and our body, which we love, in. So in we go. We're going in, and we're going to the throne room of grace in our time of need. And the Father's there. And just between you and Him, we need to tell Him that He's always been good. No matter what the outside voices say, He's always been good. He's never deserted you. He's never abandoned you. You're written on the palm of His hand. He's, he's good, and His mercies endure forever. Just tell your Father in your own way. Make that confession. You're agreeing with what is always true. That's how you live in the Spirit. What's always true. The kingdom. Not even the new covenant. The kingdom. The kingdom, the kingdom. Father, you are good and your mercy endures forever. And you have never abandoned me. You have never forsaken me. And I am saved, delivered, healed. And Father, we ask that you would father us in by your invisible word by believing your character and your promises into the fullness of the stature of Christ. We have reached with our own hand to take what you want to give us freely. It's just gone now. The accuser must be silent. We're clean and we choose the tree of life. And the uh, answer prayer is the tree of life. You are answered prayer. Father, we take this precious gift. We're going to step back. We're going to come back and see you again. Thank you, good Father. We're going to take this good record of never abandoning us and we'll take it back into our soul and our body and release it. And it's done. It's had its effect. It has its effect. Good seed has gone into good soil and it's happening now. And that's one way. Having communion is another way. Obeying the Spirit is another way. Obeying the Scriptures is another way. A free gift is another way. But you can have all more than you ask or imagine. I was going to preach on that. It didn't happen. Asking is from outside. Imagining the picture in your heart, the image from your imaginator, the machine that creates pictures, the picture you have in your heart. Out of your heart, the mouth speaks and you create. Your word changes your soul and your body. You can take the land for the generations. The only thing God asks you to do if you take the land, wells you didn't dig, cattle you didn't raise, houses you didn't build, the only thing I ask you to do is remember that it came from me. That's it, that he is good. Let's praise God. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. You are good and your mercy endures forever. The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Okay. Okay, please take a seat. Very good. Just before you go, 
I want to tell you about this book because we've made 200 and that may be the only amount we can make ever unless we get uh, an agreement from a, 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 another company who own the copyright to a translation of scripture. Okay? We, we're allowed to do this because the author, Ralph Chilabarra and myself, weren't in ministry, we weren't famous, and we're just using it for our own personal use. Okay, and we're allowed to make them and give them away. But now, if Sarah Crowd picks it up, it'll be on the net, and we'll go big, and we have to change our copyright agreement. Okay? So this, we've got the last 200, and the 100 are here, or 90 are here. I just want to tell you what it is. Okay? Scripture is inspired by God, as many proofs of that. And an amazing proof that church has known and lost, known and lost, known and lost, is the whole Bible is one poetic structure the whole way through over 1,500 years, over 40 authors, one structure. And this structure allows the Bible to interpret itself and explain the heart of God. <laughs> We've got a book on this structure. 30, uh, it just introduces it to you, okay? And the structure is, there's treasure. And you walk into the treasure by doing step one, step two, step three, step four. Treasure, the heart. You take the treasure, a step out through four, three, two, one. And these steps mean something different to you now you've got the treasure. All scripture is this form. What do I do? Oop, so I just... Okay. The whole Bible is this structure. Every chapter is this structure. Verses in that are this structure. And people's life stories are this structure. And it holds through all these patterns. It's supernatural. So I'm going to start very easy. The whole Bible is a chiasm. It starts how it finishes. So A is A, B is B, C, C is D, D. So it starts the creation of heaven and earth, finishes the creation of the heaven and earth. Uh, God with man, man falls. God with man, man restored. Abraham blesses the nations. Pentecost, the go of the nations. In the middle, the gospel. Okay? That's a very basic version. I've got a version in the book, which you'll see, which is sideways. It has probably 15 points in, or maybe more than 15 points out. And even that's an abbreviation. It's perfect. Books are in this shape. Exodus from Egypt, they enter Canaan, out and in, crossing the Red Sea, crossing the Jordan, wandering the wilderness, wandering in the wilderness, and the heart is giving the law. What's in the middle is what God is saying, okay? Because Westerners, we read top to bottom. What's Exodus about? Leaving Egypt. But what's it to God? Giving his law or giving his spirit to us, yep. We know that the cross is the middle of the gospel, of the, of the high Bible, Well, it works the whole way through everything. So the giving of law is God's heart. This is the story of Noah. <laughs> I just want to show you that to show you how detailed it is. And that's an abridged one. Okay, I know you can't read it from there. But uh, it's top to top. Noah, Noah. Shem and Ham, Shem and Ham. God announces the flood. God finishes the flood. God makes a covenant with Noah. God makes a covenant with Noah. Uh, provision for the ark. Provision out, outside the ark. On and on. Enter the ark. Get out of the ark. Seven days of waiting, seven days of waiting. Back, back, forth, back, forth. 150 days, 150 days. And what's in the middle is God remembered Noah. 
Westerners, what's the story of Noah's Ark? God sent a flood. But to God, what's the middle? God remembered Noah. It's relational. It's relational. So the whole Bible is this. Here's the New Testament one. I'm putting very simple ones up there. Some are very big. Some are Andrew Castanet. They left their nets. One for fishermen. They were fishermen. I'll make you fishers of men. The center is Jesus said, come follow me. Okay? That's the center. I'm just showing this to show it's all through scripture. I'm just taking random ones. So this is Jesus going to get whipped, okay? Or get the crown of thorns. The soldiers led him away. Later, they led him away to crucify him. Clothed in purple, clothed in purple. Crown of heads on his thorn, they struck him on the head. In the middle, Jesus is king of the Jews. That's the heart of that scripture. We think Jesus got tortured because we go topically. The heart is Jesus is king of the Jews. Paul, I journeyed to Damascus. This is on his way to Damascus. At the end, I declared to those in Damascus. So he went there to bring death to Damascus. On his way out, he brings life to Damascus. Okay? What was the change? What's the treasure? I saw a light shining around me. Uh, I sent the Gentiles to turn them from darkness to light. All the Bible's like this. Uh, we all fall to the ground. Rise and stand to your feet. Saul saw why you're persecuting me. My church, whom you are persecuting. See how it's so balanced, so exact, in the middle. Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus. The heart. Okay? So I'm Jesus. He goes to kill. He comes out to make light and bring life. Walk, so you walk in, death, death. <laughs> falls on the way to death. I am, King, I am Jesus, your Lord. Walks out, he brings life. Okay, you can't, I know it's small, you can't see this, but this helps you trans, uh, translate because they all match each other. So A, A, B, B, C, C, D, D, and they help you interpret each other. So there's a big argument over what is Paul's, what, <laughs> that's not good, what is Paul's thorn of the flesh? Okay, what is Paul's thorn of the flesh? Is it sickness? Is it uh, um, persecution? Or what people say, is it, People, Judaizers, trying to come and change them back to the law. Okay? We go through, uh, A, I beg that when I'm present, I may, I may be bold against some. Uh, I'll be absent. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be absent. I'm present. Uh, your minds may be corrupted. Um, I'll find you not as, not as you wish. Eminent apostles, eminent apostles, such as false apostles, false apostles uh, foolish boasting, Paul's tribulation, Paul's tribulation, in the middle, I will boast my infirmity. So the heart of this is Paul boasting about his weakness. But if you match D at the bottom, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, you match it to D above, such are false apostles, deceitful workers, Satan's ministers. Paul's thorn is Satan's ministers, people trying to turn people back to the law. Get them out of here to there. Let's do, we'll do a couple more. This one, we won't go into, but this is Jesus talking about his return. And if you match him up, when will these things be? A, that day no one knows. B, when will the sign be coming? The sign of the man will appear in heaven. C, how many, many will come on my name saying I'm the Christ. C, false witness, false Christ will arise. D, wars and persecution. D, fight from tribulation in the middle. 
the gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the world. Yeah. The heart of the matter. Prodigal son, no one gave me anything. At the top, the opposite at the bottom, bring him the fatted calf. My father's servants have bread to eat down the bottom. His servant said, bring the breast, uh, he said to the servants, bring the, the best robe. Father, I've sinned. He, um, father, I've sinned. He arose and came to his father. He ran and fell on his neck and kissed him in the middle. When he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion. What's the prodigal son's story? Oh, this kid had everything away and lost it and came home. For the Jew, the father saw him a long way off and kissed him. That's how the whole story is to be interpreted. Okay, last one. True worshippers must worship in truth. The father seeking worshippers, all those who worship him, the middle is God is spirit. Okay, so you see the heart, God is spirit. We look at that and say, God's talking about having true worshippers. No, God's saying, I am spirit. And that's why you worship in spirit and truth. Um, you have no gods or money but me. We go through these things in the heart. Is, is, we look at those verses and the heart is always relational. Not two masters. You know, we, anyway. The whole Bible's like this. We've got this introduction here and explains... And the introduction is that long. And this, for the first time, and if we don't get permission, the only time in world history, I'm not exaggerating, this is the whole New Testament from Matthew to Revelation in chiasm form, in that poetry form. The whole New Testament. This is Ralph's work and it is a life work. It is a master work. No one in the church has this. It's lost and it's being restored. It's being restored through this book. Okay? And we've got some here. But these are the last that we can probably produce in good conscience before Thomas Nelson, who owned the New King James, which we use with permission, but for private and giving personally. Okay? And we're allowed to sell, but in limited numbers. But we want to put it on the net <laughs> and make it go big. But we have them there and they're for sale. And it's a resource, so buy for you or someone else. But this is, there's nothing like it on the earth. <laughs> and we hope that this will restore the mystery in the heart to Scripture. Thank you very much. I needed an explanation. <laughs> I did not understand what's going on in that book, so I hope you enjoy it. We are going to be sending it afterwards. So if you want to buy some of those copies, please buy them now. I'd appreciate if you don't buy otherwise tonight I'm here in heaven. So please go and buy your copies now. I, I just want to quickly say Chris is preaching in this church tomorrow morning. So please come and support him. Uh, he's really given us just little tidbits. But I'm trusting that tomorrow he's really going to lay down some strong theology. Um, there's a lot of things that he wanted to preach today that I, gave, I didn't give him enough time to. So thank you very much and see you at 7. <laughs>